0: Welcome to the Profitable Farmer podcast, where it's all about increasing the profitability of your farm by working smarter, not harder. G'day and welcome once again to Profitable Farmer, Jeremy here. Um, In my last podcast, I interviewed financial specialist in agribusiness, David Charge, and one of the comments he made has really resonated with me um, when I probed him on this whole problem that I believe we have across farming in Australia around financial literacy. He made a comment when I pushed him on it that, um, and I mean this completely respectfully, but the, the one man band plumber or butcher or hairdresser, in his opinion, often has far more financial literacy and far more financial acumen than most farming families in this country. And so it's, it's with that in mind that I want to go deeper on this issue, because I do believe that it's, it's a problem for many farming families, and a lot of what we're going to talk about today is simply a range of critical business management skills that farming families and people coming into the industry just are not taught and do not have. So... It's with that in mind that I've asked co founder of Farm Owners Academy, Greg Johnson, to join me today to have a really full and in depth conversation around this dilemma that I call financial illiteracy um, or lack of financial acumen. So, Greg, thank you for joining us. Hey, welcome, Jeremy, and uh, hi to everybody that's listening. Thanks, Greg. So just to speak to that point, if we could first, Greg, what, what in your travels over your last 35-plus years in agriculture and as you arrive into the, the kitchen tables and the offices of farming families, um, over 100 farm businesses that you've worked with, what's your assessment of how many have a really strong ability to manage their financials versus the other? Yes, yeah,
1: so it's actually it's actually quite a few more than that now um, in terms of farm businesses that I've dealt with over over my time jeremy but uh, and you know right across um, australia and and also some overseas people as well uh, look it's and what I've found is that um, the, the, probably the majority of people don't really have a great understanding of business of the language of business um, of the finances um, the the financial language um, surrounding business and and it's common um, that that language is common to all businesses whether it's a farming business or a you know a, a, you know, a plumber or a hairdresser or any other business it's um the language of business is the same and and uh, and having an understanding of that language and, and, and being comfortable with that language language um, and and what it means to the business is, is vital because um, what i've seen over many many years of working with farms and, and also many years of owning businesses myself and um, and working with other people who, who own businesses is that you don't necessarily have to be the best technical farmer, the best technical vet, the best technical hairdresser to, to run a successful and profitable business. Um, a large proportion of success is due to the business skill and the financial skill and, and financial literacy of the owners. And so it's a it's an incredibly important part of of business ownership and something that I think is really sadly lacking, unfortunately, in the Australian farming landscape um, and and probably hasn't been improved. I mean, we've moved away from the shoebox accounting process that used to happen before the um, introduction of GST in 2000. Um, We've moved away from that and people have been forced to uh, keep their their, um, books reconciled um, on a quarterly basis uh, generally for the majority of um, of farm producers on a quarterly basis. So at least they've got that um, that's been forced upon them now. But still, I think a lot of people don't really understand what's happening in the background of their computerised cash management um, programs that they use or, you know, if they're handing off that all of that work to their accountant or whatever, they don't really understand what's going on and, and what it means to the business and, and how having an understanding of that language and, and what underpins it, how that gives you so much more control and makes the decision-making process in your business so much better than, than if you don't have that, um, that knowledge and that background.
0: Thanks, Greg, and absolutely I appreciate that you've worked with many more than 100. I guess um, I was looking at percentages and and of 100 typical farmers that you drive up a driveway, um, what what percentage would you rate as strong in this topic?
1: Well, of the people that I've dealt with, uh, what I can tell you is that all of the people who I've dealt with that are highly profitable and, and 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 run what I consider to be very good farming businesses all of them have a, a good understanding of their financials and the language of uh, the language of, of business so that's um, that's a one key indicator but I would suggest that probably less than 10% percent uh, of the people that I that I deal with initially um, really have a good handle on the finances of their business
0: Greg I remember at the um, one of our recent conferences with with over 220 farming families, in the room, um, you asked three questions. One around, and I'm probably going to paraphrase, maybe you can recall the questions that you asked. How many of you um, have a budget, regularly compare actuals to budget, um, and analyse numbers on at least a quarterly basis? And my assessment of that was that absolutely less than 10% of the room were confidently able to answer all those three questions positively.
1: Yes, and we've repeated that on a number of occasions. Now, that that exact those exact same questions, we've pro- probably over uh, six or seven hundred farms, I suppose, farmers and farm business owners, and and yeah, in general terms, you know, um, by the time you get to the third question, most people have a budget because they uh, generally they're forced to have a budget because of their the um, um, requirements of their finances and so forth. Um, um, far lower percentage actually update that budget and use it. Um, on a monthly basis to help with um, um, decision-making. So you take their budget and, and actually make it into a cash flow statement. And um, very, very, very few actually take that cash flow budget then statement and, and then create profit and loss statements and um, and balance sheets to actually inform their decision-making. So um, you're right, Jeremy, it's it, it, it definitely less than 10% in that, in that uh, audience.
0: Mm, absolutely. And so I guess where do we learn this stuff, Greg? Like if we think about people who are either new to, new to the industry and, and coming through, they might have come out of ag college or not, um, and also, I guess, the more experienced farming family or farm business owner with 20 or 30 years' experience under their belt, where, where, where do we learn this stuff?
1: Well, it's actually not difficult to learn it and resources are, are available, And, and uh, although I'm not sure that they've been packaged up particularly well and that's one of the reasons why I sat down and set about um, actually designing and, and creating a course for um, an online course to train farmers in the language of business and I think we'll talk a bit more about that uh, down the track. But, um, but I mean, I, I'm no different to any of you. I'm not an accountant by training. Um, I'm a vet by training. Uh, that's that's the, the, my technical expertise is in veterinary medicine. I was trained as a technician um, like so many other people who get into um, business ownership they generally come into the ownership or the business as a technician, um, and the business is just something that they have to do. That the, the managing of the business is something they have to do to be able to um, fulfil what they what they're wanting to do in life, the technical part of what they're wanting to do in life. And so many of the people that I see go into farming or that own farming businesses have come into those businesses as technicians, as technical farmers, and the business part is just kind of something that they often begrudgingly um have to do and um and so they don't pay a lot of attention to it and that because i don't think they really understand the true importance of of the business skill um in the success of a business um, over the longer term and so um i think once you understand that how important it actually is and and as i said to you before i think it's actually more important than being a good technical farmer um, um, you once you understand the importance of it, then you'll take the necessary steps to go out and, and find the training that you need. And it's 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 very simple. It's not an it's not a difficult process. Um, and in fact, I think that um, the, with the advent of modern computing programs, that that our skill, our um, business management skill, and particularly our our skill at, at um, cash flow statements and the generation of profit and loss and and and, um, and balance sheets, has actually declined uh, because. A lot of the things that we used to do manually, that we had to do manually to, to keep our books and so forth, now are now done by our uh, computerized cash management programs, and they happen behind the scenes. We don't really even see what's going on. So, so I think there's actually it's actually led to even more dumbing down of the of the whole financial control and management process within businesses. But basically, there are you know there are plenty of opportunities for people to go out and learn these skills. Um, but you have to it's like learning anything. You have to go out and prioritize it and focus on it. And, and it is a language, and the more you um, practice your language, the, the better you get. It's the same as the, the English language. The more um, the more you speak it, um, the more fluent you get in um, in understanding that language and, and financial literacy and financial language, is no different.
0: Mm, I, I, there's a couple of interesting points I'd like to make, if I could, Greg, that um, I actually think there are quite a few business owners and farming business owners out there who actually abdicate the responsibility of this. They think that the money's made when they're in the paddock um, and they either get their partner or um, a bookkeeper or their accountant to do the heavy lifting around this um, and actually have very little active responsibility in the administration and then the management and then the analysis of their performance. Um, what would you say to those farm owners who have that, mindset perhaps that the money's made in the paddock
1: yes so um i don't disagree that you know you, you have to perform in the paddock to, to, to generate your income in the first place but then it's, it's how much of that income that you keep how much of that money do you keep that actually determines the success of the business in the longer term and that's where financial management and financial skill um is is so important and uh and so if you don't have a good understanding of what's going on right now in your business from a from a financial perspective, um, the chances of making good financial decisions in, in whatever circumstances you find yourself in, whatever um, climate and uh, and market circumstances you find yourself in, um, are much lower than if you have a good handle on on what the current position of the business is going forward, and also what the longer term requirements of the business are for cash and and for wealth generation and so forth. So, so I think it's um it's it's really important. Now, I don't think that you need necessarily to be spending your time putting, uh, actually, you know, making the cash entries into your cash book. I don't think you necessarily need to do that, but you need to understand the um, the principles behind what's going on, and and understand the, um, the the summary sheets that are generated or that can be generated from your. Uh, from your um, uh, cash management programs, um, your your cash your cash flow statement, um, your profit and loss statement, and your balance sheets, you have to understand what they mean and, and understand how they can inform decision making, so that you can actually use those all of those three statements. And we'll talk about them a little bit later on. Use those three statements to really make much better decisions.
0: What can go wrong for not having really strong ability in this area, Greg? Well, I think the,
1: the, the, the likely scenario is that is that financial decisions are made or decisions are made that, that really can put the, the property into a significant peril um, from a debt perspective or from a recurrent uh, liability perspective, um, or um, advice can be taken from well-meaning people who, ne- who don't necessarily understand the full picture of the business and, and what's going on. Um, and, and what the long-term requirements of the owners are so that the wrong decisions um, uh, might be made. So, you know, I think that there are um, a number of different possible scenarios that lead the business down the track of um, lower profitability and an uh, and, and inability to, at higher risk and an inability to be able to necessarily deliver what the owners might want it to deliver um, uh, in the longer term in terms of wealth generation and, and,
0: and so forth. Thank you um, just as an aside and and just to set a bit of context to a comment you made before about that the language of farming or the, the language of business is finance um, I've been lucky enough to learn financial literacy from a bloke over in from Texas called Keith Cunningham and he's a bit of a superstar and as a 70 year old Texan um, he tells a pretty entertaining story about when he first came to Australia, arrived jet lag into a hotel room and turned on the TV and there was green fields and blokes standing there in white outfits and he stood there watching this game on TV for about 90 minutes. And as he watched this game, there were maidens, there were wickets, there was a wicket keeper, there was a silly mid-on Someone fielded in cover. There was a fine leg. There were slips. Someone got bowled. Someone got out leg before wicket. Someone got bowled out for a maiden. There were wrongends, googlies, flippers. And as a Texan who'd never seen the game of cricket before. He stood there completely bewildered by this game that goes for five days. So what I'm predicting is that most of our listeners will have understood everything that I just said and absolutely understands the language of cricket. Imagine being a Texan and running on for an Australian cricket game, having no idea about the language of cricket, you turn up on the field, you might be able to participate, but you're going to look like an idiot. And so on the flip side, what Keith Cunningham talks about when he teaches financial literacy is that when we use the frames return on assets, return on equity, current ratio, liquidity ratio, resilience score, um, productivity ratio, machinery efficiency ratio, um, common sizing, break-even, um, profit margins versus gross margins. There's a whole language to business and finance that most of us just don't understand that language. And I think it's a really useful example that Keith Cunningham uses, is it? And what he says quite strongly, Greg, is that if you don't know the language of the game that you're playing, you're going to look like an idiot and you're going to underperform. And I think um, I think that using that cricket example for our listeners I think is a really useful one. Um, what would you say as to the importance of knowing this skill? Um, as a, you, know, a, you know, the language. You're, I just want you to speak to your point if you could about the language of business being finance.
1: Yeah, look, that's a, it's a great analogy that you just gave, Hutch, and and certainly. Um, no, that that is the case. You know, you should be able to go to a meeting with your accountant um or with your financial advisor. And you should know more about your business from a financial perspective than your accountant and your financial advisor. Because if you don't, then you run the risk of them giving you advice um and and driving you in a direction or, or steering you in a direction that you don't necessarily want to go. Um that they you know, they might for all the right reasons might make suggestions um, uh, for directions for you to follow or things for you to do that actually don't align with with what your 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 business you want out of your business down the track that doesn't align with the current situation that doesn't align with mm-hmm. with um with how you see the business and so and so it's it's so important that you know that you have that understanding of your business that deep understanding of your business from a financial perspective so that you can go into a meeting with your accountant and and you know and if he says something that just doesn't quite ring true. That you can pull him up on that, and that you know that that's in fact the case, because because if you if you don't if you don't have that position, if you're not in that position, um, then the most likely scenario is that, uh, is that, at some time or multiple times, you will be you will make financial decisions that um, c- can actually be quite risky and detrimental to the business in the longer term, and and that that is a a major problem.
0: For me, that's probably the litmus test is if you can have a really rigorous and sophisticated debate with your accountant and people like your accountant um, and hold your own on this topic, then that is probably some feedback that you're on the right track on this journey. Um, Greg, just to move into the the three dials in the cockpit, if you like, that our farming business owners have to know in order to... Um, have real control over the financials of their business. Would you mind just speaking to, I guess, the three key reports that you believe need to be priority? Yeah. So so the three
1: um, the three statements that really I think everybody needs to know and, and be very comfortable with generating and, and really and interpreting are these three statements here. The first is the cash flow budget, which really tells you all about the, the current liquidity of the business. And, businesses all businesses survive or die on the basis basis of their liquidity um you know businesses that that fall over fall over because of a lack of liquidity and sure they might have made the owners might have made decisions that's put the business into an untenable position so in other words they might have um, incurred debt um that they can't service but the thing that actually stops the business in the long run is lack of liquidity it's lack of cash and so the cash flow statement is such a an important statement to really understand what the current state of the business is, and so, and when we talk about a cash flow statement, it's, it's a statement that captures all of the cash inflows and the cash outflows to, for the business on a on a daily, uh, weekly, monthly basis, and so it's taking that cash flow budget that you might have done for the the bank or whoever, um, and it's actually putting in your your actual um, performance, your actual inflows and your actual outflows on probably for a farming business a monthly basis. Um, to really give you a great understanding of what the current cash position of the business is. Because, you know, one of the things I often hear from farmers is that, well, look, we know, we work in a very very unpredictable environment. And it's true. I mean, there are two major um, parts of farming that you have no control over. You have no control over the weather and you have no control over the prices. But pretty well after that, you've got control over everything else. And one of the things that gives massive control within any business is an understanding of your current cash position. So what's happening with your current cash flow statement? Because if you have a budget that if you've fashioned a budget, a cash flow budget, that gives you a certain profit outcome and you can track that budget and, and perform as the budget um, predicts, then you know exactly what the outcome is going to be. So in other words, you're predicting what the future is at least 12 months in advance. If you, for some reason or other, are not tracking the budget then, and you are monitoring on a monthly basis, it gives you the opportunity to respond. Then and there, to what's going on, to understand what the situation is, and to respond and put in place some tactics and strategies that might actually um, improve the, the the eventual outcome of the budget um, um, if it was heading in a, in a heading south compared to what your um, what you were hoping you were going to achieve. So, so you can take action then and there rather than get to the end of the year and say, "Well, God, that was a pretty ordinary year," and you know it's too late at that stage. Um, and so, um, so the cash flow statement gives you a fantastic understanding of the here and now and, and lets you be really proactive in terms of your decision making and technical uh, technical decisions that, are, that can be made right now to to keep um, the to keep the, the business tracking in the direction that you, you want it to track and I mean you know we, we talk about farming being an unpredictable business but how unpredictable do you think it's been for tourism businesses and, and those businesses recently with the current this covid 19 situation I mean all of a sudden their landscape has completely changed. You um, know, in fact, all businesses' landscapes completely changed, and so you know, one of the things I've been doing quite a bit over the last um, couple of months is is looking at my cash flow statements and my, and looking at my cash flow budgets and working out what are my strategies going forward to keep my my businesses, and I'm involved in a number of them, keep my businesses functioning in a way that I, I actually want them to, and either minimise the downside of of this this um, this current. Process with COVID nineteen, um, or um, are there opportunities that I can capture that I'm not capturing now? So, cash flow statements incredibly important. All about the, the here and now, um, and, and what, where the business is currently situated. Cash flow statement at the end of the year, you can generate a profit and loss statement, and the profit and loss statement is all about um, the efficiency of the business. So, it's it's about how well the business is, uh, is functioned to uh, to produce a return on the capital invested. Um, after all. We're in business to make money. That's really what we're there for, to generate wealth for the owners. And we have capital invested in our businesses and certainly from a farming perspective, if you're an owner, um, family farming situation, you generally have a lot of capital tied up in the land and the other assets of the farm. And so part of your responsibility as a business owner is to make a return on that capital. And so the the, the profit and loss statement tells you about the efficiency with which the business is run. Um, the level of profit that's generated from from the business, and and tracking the profit and loss statement, even though it's a retrospective document, it ca- captures the last twelve months of of, um, of the performance of the business. Um, if you if you're tracking profit and loss uh, statements over a number of years, um, it's ver- the past uh, history is a very good predictor of future performance. And so, you know, pinning unless something very drastic happens that changes the landscape, the likely scenario is that a business that has that's been generating significant and sustained profits over a number of years, we'll likely continue to do that because that's that's been the history of that business and, and that, that is pretty much the case. And then finally, the, the third document, which is also generated from the cash flow statement, um, is is the, the balance sheet. And the balance sheet really is all about um, the wealth of the business, the net worth of the owners. Um, and, and what we're all um, looking to do over time is to increase our net worth, to increase the wealth um, of our of our uh, of the owners of the business and and um, and really in the end you know the balance sheet is a great indication of of how successful the business is at generating wealth um, and also gives a very good understanding of the risk profile the financial risk profile of the, of the farming business as well and so when you put the three of them together um, an assessment of the liquidity um, given by the cash flow statement, uh, an assessment of the efficiency of the operation given by the, the profit and loss statement, and and an assessment of the wealth generation of the business um, in the balance sheet. When you put all those three together,
0: that gives that gives sound business practice. Thanks, Greg. It's um, it's so important, as I understand, that all of these reports be used concurrently. I so so often see small business owners and farmers, they might look at their balance sheet once a year when they have to do a review with their bank, but probably more than that, they look only at their profit and loss statement as it's presented to them, and they look at one year in isolation, um, their profit and loss is telling them that they're making a good profit, um, but there's no money in the bank. And so would you mind just speaking to the interplay between these Three key reports, and especially that one between actual cash position and reported profit.
1: Yeah, well, I, 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 yeah, I think the, the one, the first thing to say is that the a lot of people because they don't generate their own um, cash flow statement, profit and loss, and balance sheets, they rely on those that come back from their accountants. And the thing you've got to remember is the accountants produce your financial documents. To ATO rules they're they're produced for a purpose and that is to um well in most cases to assess your taxable income and you know and your accountants will will do what they need to do to make sure that you pay the amount of tax that you're required to pay whatever that looks like Um, but they are they are they are generated in that fashion and so there's there are a number of things that um that or a number of processes that are used by accountants in the generation of those statements that actually bear no relationship to the real world so for example in the profit and loss statement um if you're an if you're an owner of a of a um of a farming business and you don't um, pay yourself a wage that's actually in your cash flow statement um you just work on drawings then drawings uh, owners drawings owners remuneration is never accounted for um and yet it has to be because the labor for all businesses require labor and labor is a legitimate cost of, of, of doing business and so the, the the amount of remuneration, a market rate for the for the owner and the owner's families, needs to be properly allocated in the profit and loss statement to to get a true understanding of what the true costs of that business are. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that um, inventories, whilst most um whilst, whilst most accountants profit and loss statements will show um, uh, a calculation of inventory change, so the starting and, and finishing inventories. Generally, the values that are used in those inventories are not market values. So, if you're a self-replacing, uh, if you have a self-replacing breeding um, uh, herd or flock, um, generally the, the the values, the book values for um, that are used for the livestock, are um, are natural increase values, which are incredibly low. I think, um, you know nothing like don't, don't compare in any way to the market values. And even if you've been purchasing livestock, um, your book values might be higher than than that that uh, afforded by natural increase but they still often won't reflect the actual market value of that livestock and so there's not that the the inventory change is not properly accounted for and then finally um, when we look at the balance sheets that are generated by um, the accountants um, they're generally using um, uh, a purchase cost or, or something a uh, off land or something along those lines which could maybe may years and years and years and years out of date i mean they're not working on current market values for the balance sheet for the for the assets that are in the balance sheet and so therefore they understate They well they often very much understate the asset the true asset um, uh, ownership uh, or the true asset totals um for the business um because of that inability to reflect market value and and that's fine i mean those those uh three statements generated by oh, sorry the profit loss and balance sheet generated by your accountant are generated for taxation purposes so you actually need you actually need i believe as a as a as a sound uh, farming business owner you need three sets of of statements you need a the set that are generated by your accountant for taxation purposes you need your own cash flow statement profit loss and balance sheet that actually that actually give a true picture of the business and then you need a farm benchmarking report which actually gives you a really good understanding of where the opportunities and threats are um within the current farming business so three different sets of 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 statements that are all generated for
0: different purposes and, and therefore give a different understanding of the business. Thanks, Greg. I mean, it's a, such a significant point and and to look at that a different way, if you are making decisions based on the reports that are provided to you for tax purposes from your accountant, you, I believe you're at risk of making some really Um, unfounded and poor decisions and so having those different sets of the same reports one for your tax office and one for you to make management decisions um, is just so important Um, and not looking at one in isolation but looking at all three in combination as you've outlined um, is so important. I guess you've touched on this now um, there's an opportunity once you've got those reports set up and being delivered and presented in a meaningful way is then to do some really in-depth analysis on those reports to uncover that your KPIs or your key performance ratios are um, all trending in the right direction so that you can genuinely grow wealth long term. So let's touch on benchmarking, Greg. I know that when you've spent 35 years um, providing support around financial decision-making for farming businesses, and you've spent all of that, as I understand, developing what is now a really sophisticated and significant benchmarking system um, that we use at Farm Owners with all of our clients. Um, Would you mind just speaking to the importance of ratio analysis and benchmarking?
1: Well, I think one of the great things about, about farm benchmarking is that it gives you the opportunity to distill the numbers that you generate in your cash flow statement and and uh, profit and loss statement and um, and balance sheet. It gives you the opportunity to distill those numbers down into uh, a handful of really important indicators of the health of the business. And so um, the 17 that we use at Farm Owners Academy are outlined here and they're broken up into... Four key areas: solvency and resilience, which is all about the risk, um, or the financial risk that the business is, is currently uh, undertaking or currently finds itself in; profitability, the ability of the of the um, of the, or how well the business is, is running, to in, in terms of its ability to generate a return on on uh, capital invested. Financial efficiency so that's really uh, talks to the the cost efficiency of the business and then finally the repayment capacity the ability of the of the business to be able to meet its its recurrent financial commitments just understanding how to calculate those and and they all are quite simple to calculate once you've got those three statements together um, but but calculating those and, and and having targets around what is required in each of those um, KPIs. Um, to be a, a, a high-quality, successful farming business from a financial perspective um, uh, allows you to really uh, hone in on the areas of your business that might be um, a little bit lacking uh, and, and really think about what needs to happen from a structural and, and, and strategic um, basis to improve the performance of those financial um, KPIs that perhaps um, are not quite as good as what they should be. And so it's – um and it, one of the things about these KPIs is that very quickly, once you start to understand um, what they're about and understand, once again, understand the language of, of finance, um, you can very quickly look at any farming business, um, including your own, but any farming business, look at those ratios and have a really good understanding of the current situation of that business. And so um, it's it's a very, very simple thing to do. And, and, uh, and in fact, there are four of them that um, – that really give you a a very, very quick um, overview of the current situation of the business and um, and that is net profit percentage, um, the the return on assets managed, um, equity percentage and return on equity percentage. Um, Those four KPIs um, on their own Give a fantastic overview, snapshot of, of the business. And, and when we think about it, you know, net profit percentage is really telling you about the liquidity of the business. It's telling you how much of the of the income generated by the business is actually retained um, after all the um, ind- indirect and direct expenses are paid. Um, the return on assets managed is telling you how efficiently the business is running, so how much of the of the uh, what sort of return on capital is being generated by the operations of the business. Equity is telling you about the, about how much of the business the the owners actually own and how much of it is debt funded, um, and return on equity is telling you how much um, is is uh, be, what return is being generated by the owner um, to the owner's equity and and you know is it comparable with other uh, forms of investment because really in the end if you've got you know money stumped up to uh, own farming land and and um, and and other assets within the farming business livestock and plant and so forth. You could, you could make the choice to invest that money somewhere else into some other form of investment vehicle and, and take the sort of returns, long-term returns that you can get out of those investments. And and so really it's a choice. And and if your return on equity from your farm over a 5, 10, 15-year period um, is, is very low um, or very modest, which is the case with the majority of um, the Australian farming scene, then, really, you know um, as a as the owner of uh, the manager of capital, which is what you are when you' own farming businesses, um, the manager of capital you 're doing yourself a disservice because you, you 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 actually should be thinking about well how can I invest my money, my capital in a way that gives me the best return on that capital and and so um, you know that that 's a question that we should always be asking ourselves and and so, if our farm businesses are not performing in a way that gives us a return on capital that is um that is at least equivalent to the long-term average of the Australian share market or the long-term average of the Australian residential property market, which, um, as can be seen here, uh, over the last 30 years, Australian shares has averaged, have averaged 8.7% return on um, on the money invested and residential property 10.5%. Um, if we look at the ABAR, Australian Bureau um, of Agricultural Resource Economics survey data, they do farm surveys every year and, and, and they track the, the performance of, of Australian farms across the whole Australian farming sector over every year, look at the performance of the average Australian farm over that, that same period of time, um, we can see that the the average return has been 4.6%. That includes capital gain. So really, it's a it's been a very, very poor second cousin in terms of an investment vehicle to um, to the Australian share market and to the Australian residential property market. So, so really, we need you know that's something that we need to be challenging ourselves. If you know we are managers of capital when we own farming business land, our uh, farming land, and we should be expecting that we get the return on 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 capital that is at least equivalent with what it would be if we were owning shares or, or residential property with that money instead of farming uh, land and farming assets.
0: Greg, what becomes really clear to me as I hear you work through this is that if we're not looking at those three key reports and you're not benchmarking those against those four and 17 key ratios that you outline, um, it's a bit like being in the cockpit of an aeroplane with the dials painted in. Um, You're just flying blind, aren't you, really? And um, it would be very difficult to make really strong and meaningful growth decisions without this optics or this visibility around these key ratios is that a fair comment
1: yes yeah, so i look like, i mean having now owned and, and and managed many many businesses over my 40 years in in business and i'm, I'm currently involved in six businesses now and and but i've owned a, a, a lot more in my in my life um I, I can't i couldn't even think about how i could even be involved in a business without having a really clear understanding of what its current financial position and what its profitability is and what the and, and and you know what the what the balance sheet looks like i mean they to me they are just the fundamentals of business ownership it's um you, you are totally um you know you are blind um as you said before you know you are if you don't understand the language of business then you don't understand the business if you don't understand the language of cricket you don't understand the game and yeah. it's exactly
0: the same with um, with business Absolutely. You can arrive to day three of a cricket match and look at the scoreboard and within a couple of minutes, know exactly where that five-day game is at and sit down with your beer and your pie and be at peace with the game and lean in and get on with it. The benchmarking reports are really just your scorecard, aren't they?
1: They are. They're just exactly right. They're they're a distillation of the performance of the business into a number of of meaningful um, KPIs that help you to Focus in on the areas of the business that um, are doing well and the areas that that might need some um, some attention. And that's that's really what they are. They're giving they're giving you um, uh, a great vision of the business um, and its performance. And uh, and and when you track KPIs over time, and you know KPIs key performance indicators in all businesses fluctuate from year to year because we all, all business owners experience variability in in the in what goes on in their business environment and and you know no different to farming farming um, experiences some pretty severe ones when we're talking about you know deep and long droughts and and recessions in prices but but all businesses suffer from from variability in their their business environment and so you know the, the business performance is not going to be a linear um, performance it's it, it does jump around from year to year but tracking the performance of those of those key um indicators over a five to seven year period in a farming business tends to give you a very good understanding of the business because over that time frame you tend to get through the, the variability of season and um, and markets um, starts to flatten out and you start to see the trends that are behind the KPIs that uh, that you're generating and so and it's the trends that actually give you a
0: great insight into where the business is going. So Greg just to that point Within the farm owner academy community, we've got clients that have been benchmarking now with you for well beyond six and seven years, perhaps for twenty. Um, and there are there are some that are operating mixed farms in low rainfall areas that have had thirteen years of consecutive profit, um, irrespective of season, and the ratios that they show are, are quite incredible for The way in which they've adapted their business models and their farming systems to drive risk out of their operation. Would you mind speaking to to maybe just one or two of those examples?
1: Yeah, look, it's it's a great point that you make, Hutch. It's um, there's no doubt. I've, I've been working with some businesses now for nearly 30 years in terms of consecutive um, business benchmarking and 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 what it allows people to do when they really have a good understanding of this whole process, this whole financial management process around around the cash flow statement, the profit and loss and, and um, balance sheet and then the generation of, of the KPIs that come from those three sheets. What it allows them to do is have a really great insight and understanding of their business, its strengths and weaknesses and, and, and where um, it's at risk if in, whatever, in whatever eventuates, so whether it's a seasonal downturn or a price downturn and they can be proactive around the way they manage um, the, what, what happens on-farm and be very responsive to to what's going on in the marketplace and in the in their environment, um, to to make sure that they that they achieve an outcome that is at least um, as good as it can be. I mean, the, um, the it, in most farming businesses, there, there will be years where you'll make uh, you'll just you'll either make small profit, break even, or make a loss, depending on how good your business document is. And farming, by its nature, is a low profit game. Um, you know a, a, a really good performing farm business will average about 6% return on assets over a 10 or 15 year time horizon so it's not a it's not a highly profitable game and you know you compare that to other types of businesses where their profit performance will be somewhere between 15 and 25% so very very different scenario so and because of that farms can't really afford to make significant losses and so as a business owner a business manager when you have the when you're going through periods of significant downturn either because of um, seasons or prices your principal role as a manager is to is to make sure that you minimize the loss minimize the downside. Um, and then and then be able to capture as much of the upside as you possibly can when you have those years when the seasons are good and/or prices um, are, are good at the same time. So, so it's it, it requires a lot of skillful management, not just doing the same thing year in year out. And 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 the skillful management comes um, when uh, when the financial impacts of all decisions that are made on the on the farm are are totally understood. And that's that's what benchmarking and it's what it's what um, understanding the, the the financial statements of the business uh, give you. They give you great financial insight that that make that help you to make far better decisions.
0: So, Greg, I'm going to suggest that's a whole another podcast conversation um, because I believe in industry, and I'm, I'm I'm keen to explore this further. With you. there's such a focus on maximising profits in good years, um, whereas I think there has to be just as much focus on. On breaking even and minimising losses in those bad years, I'd love to have another conversation and extend extend some dialogue with you around that in more detail, perhaps as a follow up to this one.
1: Sure, I, I, and I totally agree. I mean, I mean, when you're looking at designing your farm business, it has to be it has to have um, the flexibility to cope with. Uh, with variable seasons and, and variable pricing scenarios. And, and so many businesses that I, that I have dealt with over the years, I've seen, are not set up that way. So they, they do well when, when things are going well for them, but when things are not going well, when they have a drought or, or what have you, um, they lose massive amounts of money and it and it can really it can hurt the business. It can hit it really hard. In fact, in, in some cases, it can put it into a, into a, a non-viable position. And and that's really not what you want to where you want to be as as a farming business. And so so understanding the risks and building in enterprise flexibility to mitigate against um, those downturns um, is really important. And and as you say that you referred, I think to a, a low one of the properties that had a farms in a three hundred and twenty mil average rainfall zone in in South Australia. It's a wheat sheep property and has had sustained. Um, high profits now for fifteen or so years, and you know, and they've experienced droughts. They've had been badly frosted. They've they've experienced all the things that everybody else has gone through. But their their financial management skill is so high that they've been able to continue to manage the business in a way that actually continues to generate profit. And part of that process is that they have some the flexibility of enterprise and uh, flexibility of production built into their systems that enables them to do that. Brilliant.
0: Thanks, Greg. So a different question, Greg, for you. How long have you been developing the Farm Financial Framework um, program? So I started, I think, developing the the program about um,
1: the actual, the teaching, the the, the, the actual formal teaching program, uh, I guess, towards the start of last year. And it took me about I guess five or six months to put it together. It was, it's, a, it's a very comprehensive course. It's, it comes with a, with a booklet that actually gives a full description and, and working exercises for um, uh, for all of the, uh, the, the, the online training that goes goes on. It really, it's a distillation of everything that I've learned um, as a business owner um, around the issues of financial literacy and financial management. It's, it's I mean, it's, it's it's basic. It's 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 the introductory course. The the next part of that. Of that training is to then take that that understanding and then and then start to use it to make good decisions really good decisions and that's a, that's another that's an extension of the of the current course but but really it's um i i think it's a very comprehensive course it it covers uh it covers all of the um a- aspects that people need to know about you know how do you how do you actually generate how do you take a cash flow statement and generate um the profit and loss and our statements and balance sheets uh, from there, you know the, it goes into the principles of double entry bookkeeping and and which was once, Double entry bookkeeping was once upon a time was just um, a standard understanding of, of shopkeepers and, and business owners because we had to do it all manually. It's what we it's what we did as part of. And I, I I've been in business long enough to um, have been um, operating long before computers became available. So double entry bookkeeping was was a common practice, but but so many people these days they have no understanding of 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 the background of double entry entry bookkeeping. Yet once you understand it, it's extremely it's extremely simple. But so it's it's a course that I'm pretty proud of it's it took quite a long time to write and as I said but but I think it it covers um it covers the whole gamut uh that you need to to get really going down the language of business um and and really gives a great foundation I think to for people to move into
0: more sophisticated financial management so Ladies and gents, I'm going to give an unashamed plug right now to this new edition or new version of the Farm Financial Framework that Farm Owners Academy and Greg are launching early July. Um, I asked the question of you, Greg, at the start of this, where can you learn this stuff? And I went through, I grew up on a farm. I went through ag science and ag economics. I did an MBA with elders after that. Um, and worked in agribusiness, and then I went into um, CBA and finance and then got into consulting, and it wasn't until I got right on the other side of all of that experience that I actually got to sit with Keith Cunningham and learn how all of the theory and academic stuff actually practically applies to the businesses that I was actually involved in. Um, I think what you've managed to do and where most accountants and bank managers and advisors are too busy to stop and actually teach this is you've condensed um, all of what we've talked about and so much more into a 14-week online self-paced program that um, not only shows people what to do but You teach them how to calculate the ratios and set up these reports and get it absolutely right for their situation and their farms. And so, as I say, I'm giving an unashamed plug today to the Farm Financial Framework. I think it's some of, if not the best financial literacy training available. Um, Greg is live recording this program again. We've run it with our existing clients and got such good feedback that Greg's going to record this live from early July. Um, It is a 14-week program. There are five in-depth modules to it. You get a full workbook that you get to work, work through. We're making this offer available, it's actually to the first 150. We're only going to have 150 people involved in this. Um, And I guess given the seasons that a lot of people have had, um, fires and now coronavirus, um, this program normally valued at $3,500 is being made available to all of you or to, the, to 150 of you, if you like, for $1,000. Um, so, money back guarantee if you complete it and don't get value. Um, and also, two tickets to the Farm Owner Academy two day conference called the Top Producers Program. And those tickets are valued at $995 each. So, Significant value for a $1,000. If this interests you and if you'd like to learn um, comprehensively around all of the topics that Greg has touched on today, jump on to www.farmownersacademy.com forward slash farm financial framework. So that is www.farmownersacademy.com forward slash farm financial framework. I do, as I say, believe this is the best training that you can get. It's completely applied. Your farm will be comprehensively benchmarked and debriefed. Um, It's a wonderful program. And perhaps while we are at home after sowing, with our families navigating social isolation, July, August, September, and being part of this live program could be a wonderful um, focus point for you as a farming family, to really get control of the financials of your business um, and to set the foundations for real growth going forward. So, Greg, that's my unashamed plug. Did you have anything else to add there to, um, I guess, an explanation around that program? Yeah, I think
1: as part of the the, the teaching as well, Hutch, we, we actually will generate a farm financial benchmark for you as well. So... So we'll get you to send in um, your current um, profit loss statement from your accountant. Uh, we'll get you to fill in um, a pr- very short questionnaire which just gives us a bit more information around around the owner labour and the assets that you, the market value of the assets that you're using and and the, the inventories, um, the various inventories on your farm so that we can allow us to generate a farm financial um, benchmark for you and, and then that will be provided to you as well. So even if even if um, nothing else comes out of the course for you, um, you'll get this farm financial framework report, which is a which is a great snapshot of the current financial health of the business based on the profit and loss um, statement that you send to us, and the um, and the the answers to the questionnaire that we send out. So, so just that alone is is incredibly valuable. Uh, let alone the, the the top producers program. We've had it's such a such a great event that top producers program. You learn so much about about you know what's um, what what can, can uh, be put in place to run successful farm businesses and, and potentially to move your business to a, to a freedom farm or a, a farm that can run without you. Um, and, and that's all covered in the Top Producers Program. So, so uh, you know, I think it's, it's an amazing value, really. And, um, you know, I, I, you know um, I mean, I love business. It's, it's, it's a passion of mine. Um, I love talking about business. I love reading about business. Um, I, lo- I love analysing businesses is what I spend most of my time doing these days. Um, and so, perhaps I'm a bit weird in that in that regard. But, but um, I do think that the course, uh, the, the farm financial framework course, as I say, is it's a distillation of everything that I've learned over over forty years in business.
0: Thanks, Greg. I feel very privileged to be part of the farm owners team and to to have access to someone like yourself who's put so much time and energy into creating analysis tools like the benchmarking system and methods that support the success of farming families across Australia. So thank you for the time and the energy and the effort that you have put into all of this and the, the infrastructure that supports this program.
1: Thanks, Jeremy. I uh, appreciate the opportunity to, to talk and, and hopefully that's been
0: of benefit to um, to those people who are listening. Yep. So ladies and gents, if um, you want to go further on this whole topic of financial literacy, um, jump onto Farm Owners Academy dot com forward slash farm financial framework. We'd love to have you part of this program. It kicks off early July. Um, details are on the website and um, reach out to support at farmownersacademy.com if you have other questions. Greg, thanks sincerely again for your time. It's been wonderful to, to scratch the surface on um this conversation and look forward to getting underway in that program with you in a few months' time. Thanks Hutch. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.